Look, over there, what is that up in the sky? Is it a balloon? Is it a Batman? No, it's the Serbian Mothman! Um, are you sure? Yes! Dude, it just looks like a man in a cape. Serbian Mothman! It may seem that I'm hating on West Virginia yet again, but, you know, West Virginia isn't the only place in the world with a Mothman. It's the only place that named their Mothman... Mothman, because I guess Batman was already trademarked, and you can't name your book The Batman Prophecies without getting into loads of trouble. But no worries, there is a silver lining. <laughs> Too soon, huh? To this whole thing, because the copyrights for Batman will fall into the public domain by 2035, so at least we the millennials will have the pleasure of freely bastardizing the legacy of this great character. Only a decade more and they'll finally be able to publish that erotic Mothman on Batman fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mothman is continuously seen all over the world and has been witnessed even ages before the Point Pleasant, West Virginia incident. The only thing is, most countries don't have the capability to publish books on their own incidents because there is no market to exploit. So their journalists join the bandwagon of American sensationalism and borrow the Mothman name to refer to these things, these flying humanoids. Which sometimes do appear as harbingers of doom. But most of the time, it seems the sole meaning behind their alleged existence is to fuck with people's minds and cause short bursts of mass hysteria. Or just distract the public and keep their eyes pointed towards the sky. And such an incident occurred in the small country of Serbia in 2005. This is the story of the Phantom of Ljubovia. No, it's the Serbian Mothman! <laughs> Listeners, I need to be honest. I covered this story already, briefly, on my other podcast, Darwin's Deviations. But you know, I want to do it again. I want to expand upon it. Dedicate a whole episode thingy to just this story. Because I am Serbian. I want to promote my own culture and do a great job of it. By covering bullshit. But for real, there is a buttload of weirdness in my part of the world that never reaches the Western media. And since I've been gifted the amazing power of bilingualism, I might as well introduce you to these stories and probably cover more Balkan nonsense in the future. So, the Phantom of Ljubovia! Serbian Mothman! <laughs> so, I was in my early teens back in 2005 when this occurred, and I was in my home country at the time. This exploded like 
wildfire in the media. Like for a whole week, newspapers were writing articles on it, TV and radio shows were discussing it, and it was even featured in children's magazines that I was buying at the time. Along with a photograph of some black blob in the sky. I can't find it anywhere now. Just Google flying humanoid. You'll see hundreds of creepy blurry photos. It was just like that. And people were like, Hey, have you heard? There is an alien in Lubavia. There is a flying humanoid. Hey, have you heard about this Mothman thing that happened in America in the 60s? And I was like, noobs. Okay, so the gist of it is described in this local newspaper Blitz, but the English version of it. Dated August 26, 2005, and I'm quoting the newspaper article. Superman soaring in Serbian skies. Authorities in Serbia are investigating reports of a real-life Superman, which was seen flying in the sky by the local people. Numerous residents in Ljubovia claim that they have seen a cloaked figure flying crazily over their houses, as if he had an engine on his back and changing directions while in mid-air. Fox News quoted a resident as telling local Daily Blitz, it was like something out of Superman or Batman. No one has any rational explanation for what we all saw, he added. However, police in the town have refused to give their comments. Now, you may be wondering, how do I not know any of this? Well... What I just read is basically all that was reported by international media outlets. Just that. For further information, you need to refer to Serbian sources. Wow, but they're written in a strange incomprehensible alien language. Yes, but a strange incomprehensible alien language which I understand. So, let's see what the Serbs have to tell us about this thing. So, for some context, Ljubovia is a small town in the western part of Serbia, bordering another country, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah, that's one country with two names. And three presidents. It's complicated. But anyway, Ljubovia, as in the town center, not the municipality, has a population of a bit under 4,000. So, you know, not much to do in a small town. Everybody knows everybody, and word travels fast. Faster even than the Superman this town with in the fall of 2005. From what I can find, the sighting started occurring on the evening of the 22nd of August, when residents of this town reported seeing a humanoid figure flying above their houses, then settling above the roof of a local yellow building, then zooming off towards the building of a local transportation company. This Phantom figure was wearing a black cape on his back, was surrounded by a faint glow, and some witnesses stated that it had red glowing eyes. Yeah, always the red eyes. So we're moving on to a specific eyewitness account, I believe one of the first in the timeline, made by a witnessing couple, Miloš and Slavojka Jokic. And guys, I got this account from a non-Serbian source, but later verified that it matches up with Serbian newspaper articles. So this is a document titled International Catalog Humanoid Encounters 2005, compiled by Albert S. Rosales, who seems to be a very prolific researcher and compiler of these weird sightings. He has a buttload of these books on Amazon, and I'm probably gonna buy some of them. I am not sponsored. I just need material for my weird podcast. 
Okay, so on to the account of the Jokic couple. Around evening, Milos, the husband, was working around the house when he heard his children yell, A flying man! He glanced at the roof of that yellow building and saw a black figure with a cape walking around the edge of the roof. So he thought, hey, it's probably someone installing a TV antenna. Moving on. Well, the kids kept shouting again and his wife, Slavoika, exited the house and saw the same black figure, but now floating in midair between the yellow building and another building. So they decided to try and approach the thing. But the more they approached, the more this thing retreated, maintaining the same distance from the witnesses. When they stopped, the figure would stop. Like it was playing a game or like it was some kind of sky shadow. Well, moving on, after this thing probably got bored of screwing with the witnesses, the figure abruptly turned around and disappeared behind that other building. You'd think that this would be an isolated incident, that on this specific evening, this family witnessed and misinterpreted a balloon in the sky, and that would later become the prevailing official explanation. But the very next day, shit got real, because the whole town exploded with additional sightings. That very next day, around 3 p.m., the same figure was seen again, flying towards a nearby hill called Kik, and it was witnessed by the whole town. There were witnesses who were walking down the street. There was a bus full of people who saw this and a whole crowd waiting in front of a stadium for a soccer match. The account of the creature is identical. Black caped figure, glowing body and glowing eyes. And some even stated it seemed like it had an engine on its back. And in my Darwin's Deviations episode, I made a joke that if this thing was wearing a jetpack and a cape, it was probably glowing because it was burning to death. So further corroboration of this occurrence actually happening is that the figure was later seen by additional witnesses near that very same Kick Hill. Where the figure was flying off to. And those people were not aware of the happenings in the town center. But one very interesting eyewitness testimony from this whole mass sighting was made by a woman named Zorka Milutinovich who encountered the phantom on her way to a store. She stated that in front of her appeared a long-haired bearded creature with a concealed face, and it started coming towards her with open arms. This actually freaked her out, and she started waving her umbrella at the creature, which sped away and proceeded to fly off towards the very same hill I mentioned. This woman reported the whole incident to the police, who started investigating the whole thing, but they stated, hey, nobody else officially reported any flying humanoids to us. And yeah, after creeping out the whole town and flying towards that hill, the phantom wasn't seen again. Even though groups of townspeople started gathering out on the streets for hours, trying to catch another possible glimpse of this thing, but nothing. By the 25th of August, this thing faded out of existence. No new sightings, but we did get reports from people joining the bandwagon a bit too late. One man came forward stating that in summer, prior to this whole thing, he was with his family in the nearby village of Lokan, and his children witnessed a flying man three nights in a row, which frightened them so much they didn't want to play outside near dawn, and he didn't believe them until this whole Yubovia thing. And word spread actually so 
fast even to other parts of Serbia. A woman from the distant capital city of Belgrade stated that back in 1995, note a decade before this incident, she was coming home from work around 5 a.m. and encountered a man with a black cape staring at her with glass-like eyes. So she lowered her head, looked back up, and this man with the black cape was flying above the roof of her building. She quickly went up to her apartment, woke up her kids to show them Batman through the window. But by that time, the figure was gone and nobody ever believed her. So after all of this subsided, what was the official police response regarding the whole incident? Well, they allegedly interviewed some witnesses and even brought them to the mayor to tell him their stories. They do not have an explanation for the first, the original account, you know, the couple who witnessed a figure floating between two buildings. But regarding this whole mass sighting the next day, the police were made aware that a helium balloon was released from a local residence. And the journalists covering this whole debacle were provided an anonymous tip that the police investigation was actually focused solely on locating a person who potentially released a remote controlled flying mannequin. No, it's the Serbian Mothman. <laughs> Why do I keep bringing up the Mothman? Who has nothing to do with this case? I don't know. Ask the journalists who have been reporting on this incident for over a week. And when they didn't have much to go off of, they started writing about the West Virginian Mothman from the 60s and tying it to the story. And for the first time since the Mothman Prophecies movie, they introduced the oblivious Serbian public to the Mothman mythos. We as a culture don't really know anything about this other than the movie because back in the 60s, we were communists. And remained communists until the mid-90s. The whole UFO craze eluded us because during the communist Yugoslavian days, we were not allowed to talk about such things. And our media never introduced us to these concepts. So yeah, the whole Mothman tie was a way for the journalists to print papers and join a media bandwagon that lasted for a whole week. Because there's not much happening. Back in 2005, our media was not really sensationalistic. But they had an opportunity here and one wanted to get a taste of real journalism. You can't just write about a rogue helium balloon for a week. Yeah, listeners, this was probably a balloon, coupled with mass hysteria. Cause the very night before this whole shitstorm, a couple reported seeing a flying man. Isolated random report. And it is a small town, word spreads quickly. Someone decides to release a balloon as a prank the very next day. People see it, people panic. Rapidly spread more wild ideas. Like at that time, people were theorizing that the town was being invaded by aliens, or someone was playing with a remote-controlled mannequin, or the weirdest thing, that the Americans employed an agent to track down a then-fugitive local war criminal who I'm not gonna name. But Darwin, what about that woman who was attacked? Oh, well, the police actually investigated that and located the perpetrator. It was just a random guy who wanted to frighten the woman during this whole mass hysteria, but God intimidated himself by an umbrella. And yeah, the woman did state that this beard long-haired creature flew away, but she was frightened. The whole town and the media were spreading rumors of a flying man, and maybe her memory just slightly adjusted itself to fit the overarching narrative of her social environment. We are all social creatures, and our brain is a living being. 
and all living beings strive to adapt to their environment. Listeners, I am fully aware that many of you probably do not like this kind of approach to the paranormal. There are tightly knit paranormal communities out there which treat these stories religiously. Especially the Mothman mythos! Rest assured, this story has nothing to do with the Mothman. Yet, you clicked the play button because it said Serbian Mothman. If a little word can spark so much intrigue and fascination in your little individual brain, surely a rogue black helium balloon or a group of them jumbled up to resemble a humanoid shape can spark awe and intrigue within a whole mass of people. And as we know, masses are dumber than the individuals who form them. The mysterious and the paranormal are more than just spooky stories and Bigfoot and UFOs. They are a reflection of ourselves, a mirror to our subconsciousness. Puny little distractions like balloons instigating sociological and psychological phenomena of grand proportions which linger on for generations. Hey, I'm talking about this freaking balloon 16 years after the fact. And that's much more interesting than this being some kind of phantom. You know, a whole movie was made about this incident. About a balloon. It's a local indie movie, you won't be able to find it. And it is about the whole town panicking until the figure drops to the ground by the end and they realize it is just a balloon. But hey, if you prefer the idea of something paranormal happening in this little town... I'm all for it. As I stated in my introductory episodes, the paranormal actually does exist, but as much as we think it into existence, as much as we provide it energy and attention, it exists within our minds, within the social consciousness, it is a concept. So remember how all this happened because a husband and wife reported seeing a man floating between two buildings. Well, the police were never able to explain this isolated sighting. So maybe this couple did see something paranormal because we can only see little glimpses of the paranormal. Just enough to spark a reaction which butterfly affects into a whole giant thing as it spreads throughout the social environment and conjures into existence. We start paying more attention to these minuscule distractions, start looking up at the sky, massively redirect our collective attention towards a specific point in the time-space continuum and conjure up some high strangeness. Now, remember how those first eyewitnesses tried approaching the figure and the figure would maintain the same distance between itself and these people and stop whenever they stopped. You know, that kind of reminds me of the Skinwalker Ranch and how the phenomena experienced over there also seemed to be conscious and screwing with the observers. Like those UFOs that deliberately moved aside when the camera was pointed at them. Maybe... The paranormal is actually an orgasm that can never be achieved. <laughs> okay, hear me out. So, it always starts off with a little tease, a little glimpse into the unknown. Then you, as the observer, build off of that, arouse yourself, escalate your emotional and psychological state over these little slight teases, and just when the experience is about to reach a climax, it 
fades away, leaving you yearning for more, without proof of anything ever happening. And then you start doubting yourself and questioning what just happened. Were you just worked up over some mundane natural occurrence? Or were you actually aroused by the touch of the cosmic joker? Maybe it was a balloon that this couple saw, an accidentally released one, directed by the winds to be at that specific place at that specific time, so a couple can start talking about it, inspire a local copycat to intentionally release his own balloon the very next day, cause he isn't very creative, has some mommy issues and wants attention and gets a hard on knowing he caused a sociological shitstorm for a day, causing another rando, also with issues, to frighten a poor woman, causing the police to waste their manpower investigating a fucking balloon instead of doing more important things in a small town where nothing ever happens. Like, maybe soliciting bribes from random drivers. Yeah, that shit happens over here. People, monsters are real, but they do not fly in the skies. Unless it's the West Virginian Mothman, cause that's totally real, please don't come after me. The real monsters walk among us. Ordinary people who fill little rubber sacks with helium and release them into the wild without any regard for the people around them who might actually witness these things and briefly pause the routine of their mundane existential torment and just have a bit of fun and daydream a little and remember that we all need these little distractions once in a while. So if you learned anything from this episode, it's that any little thing you release into the public can influence people, redirect the course of reality and snowball into new ideas which may linger on for decades. Yeah, I'm totally talking about my own show.